everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry. I am your co-host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and co-host, Jose Angel. This is where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. Today, I get to take a break again, and Jose is up to bat. Who are we talking about today? Today, we will be discussing the life and bizarre death of actress Brittany Murphy. We're thinking of doing one celebrity death a month, so let us know if you guys like it or not, just trying to try other things out. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm just telling you. I don't like this format. This is after me just telling Jose, oh my gosh, great topic, great. (laughs) Are you a fan of Brittany Murphy's movies? Uh, I was a big fan of Brittany Murphy and her movies. I was seeing movies just because of Brittany Murphy. Prime example, Just Married. I never would have saw that dumpster fire without Brittany Murphy being in it. <laughs> I loved Girl Interrupted. Honestly, when I watch it. Oh, I yes. Obviously watch it for like Angelina Jolie and Whoopi Goldberg. But <laughs> Brittany Murphy does such a great job in that movie. I forget it's her playing that role. Yeah, it's so damn sad. And and Girl Interrupted is a good ass movie, though. But yeah, she she did play her role. Yeah, and I mean, she's next to all these other amazing actresses, and she holds her own. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, and this ain't really, oh, sorry. This ain't really ahead. like a, a great acting performance, but you know what other movie I loved? Uptown what? Girls. That's where I was just about to say, I've seen Uptown Girls like over 100 times, and I don't even know why. I was about to say, I ain't seen it that many times, but I did love it. I really did. I feel like it was always back on TV when I had cable, so maybe I just always watched it. Oh, yeah, it did. It definitely has turned into a cable movie. Yeah, it is so unfortunate that she died so young and that her legacy has become overshadowed by her death. But Mm -hmm. she was for a little bit the Hollywood it girl. So let's get into it. Yeah, well, cute blonde white girl. Yeah. Brittany Murphy was born November 10th, 1977, which makes her Scorpio. Mm. We are now in Scorpio season, by the way. (laughs) full blown (laughs) and i just want to clear the air there have been previous statements (laughs) made on this podcast about scorpios clear the air he hates you guys he thinks you guys need to pull it the fuck together i think the reason i feel the way i do towards them is because they are a water sign which i didn't realize pisces cancer and scorpio are all water signs and they are aquarius they are also draining they just pull you in and then they suck the life force out of you. They're just like these emotional beings. It's, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And there are probably people out there listening that hate this astrology stuff, but I'm going to keep reading it up. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say I do not support uh, Jose's comments at all. I don't feel the same. You just said off the mic, you've never met a Scorpio you liked. No, I <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, that's hilarious. Back to Brittany Murphy. Though she was born in Atlanta, Georgia, to mom Sharon and dad Angelo, she soon moved to New Jersey after Sharon and Angelo got divorced when Brittany was two. I tried <laughs> to get a timeline, but Angelo did serve some prison time for organized crime. Damn. So. He was not in Britney's life a lot before the age of two. And after the, the divorce, he was not in her life, according to Sharon. Oh, my gosh. She was in witness protection. No, she was not. Oh. 
All the sources I saw just said he was in and out of prison, so I'm not sure how much time he was in prison, but Sharon and Brittany Murphy did find in New Jersey. And he was working for the family. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know what that's in reference to. This mafia. <laughs> yeah, okay. When Brittany Murphy was five, Sharon enrolled her in Vern Fowler's School of Dance and Theater, where she took dance lessons and voice lessons. By age eight, Brittany Murphy has decided she wants to be a star or an actress. I have a big problem with child actors. It does seem most of the time it is the parents pushing it. But Brittany Murphy does seem like it was her goal as well that she wanted to work towards. Mm-hmm. Do I think her mother, Sharon, wanted her to be an actress? Yes. But Brittany had to drive as well. So at just 12 years old, Brittany gets her headshots, gets a manager, and starts going to auditions. And she starts getting minor roles in commercials and guest spots. At 14, Brittany and Sharon moved to California. If you're going to be an actress, what better place to move than California? The way it is phrased, it is that Brittany begged her mom to move to California and Sharon was all aboard. Man, what the hell? I need that type of power as a child. <laughs> and- I'd be like, mama, can we stop for food? Uh, bitch, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> And no shade to Sharon, but I can see this. The relationship between Brittany and Sharon was described as more like sisters or best friends. And they even called each other their soulmates. So it was a very close relationship and not the conventional mother-daughter relationship. That is definitely the word, conventional, unconventional. Because, yeah, that's all I got (laughs) to say about that. The big move to California worked out great. Britney started getting more roles. Some of them included Murphy Brown, Frasier, Sister Sister, Boy Meets World. Mm, all but one of those I'm familiar with. Let me guess. Ooh. Murphy Brown. Tell Ted I kept the settle down. I don't know about Boy Meets World. Like, I know about it, but that's the one. <laughs> it's surprising, but all, all those that you named, that's the one I never watched was Boy Meets World. You never really were to Panda? No, I mean, I knew about them and their history, but a bitch was watching Frasier at 10. <laughs> See, I never watched Frasier or Murphy Brown. And Murphy Brown, because that had Candace Bergen. I like her. Interesting. Yeah. In 1995, the movie Clueless comes out, and this is Brittany Murphy's breakout role. Clueless is still a classic to many people. My sister used to love it. I think if you were a teen girl, anytime after Clueless comes out, you have seen it. Mm-hmm, definitely. It's a pretty big role for Brittany Murphy. And the role started getting bigger in 1999. Girl Interrupted comes out. Hallelujah. She had other movies out as well and is doing the voice of Luann on King of the Hill. While her star is rising, she is not yet getting the main role. Man, I used to love her on King of the Hill, too. I've totally forgotten until you just said that. Yeah, I did not know. I just, I just like never really connected it. That was and her. I should have with Kathy, but yeah, that was stupid. But yeah, I, I loved her. According to Kathy Najimy, Brittany Murphy told her she's being told she needs to lose a bunch of weight to be considered a leading lady. So if you look at Brittany Murphy at the start of her career and then later in her career, there is a huge difference. She is now blonde instead of the curly haired girl we were introduced to. Mm-hmm. And she lost a bunch of weight, which she was referred to as a chubby or the fat friend before. And mm-hmm. I was looking at her old pictures and it's horrible to even to refer to her as chubby. She was a healthy weight. She looked good either way. But one quote that gets thrown around a lot is that she was quote, 
huggable but not fuckable. Well, goddamn, because you're right. You, she doesn't look uh, big or chunky or chubby in the old pictures. She looks pretty normal. In fact, if you really look at the pictures, the biggest differences besides her hair is maybe like she slimmed up her face a little bit. But yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's really the face. It's yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're so huggable. Wouldn't fuck you with a 10 foot bow. <laughs> okay, yeah, I would love to hear that. Yeah. So once she loses the weight and changes her hair, she does end up getting bigger roles, but it's a double-edged sword. Early 2000, all the t- tabloids were running the same stories. Does so-and-so have an eating disorder? Are they on drugs? How are they losing this weight? Yeah. Brittany Murphy was pushed to lose the weight and criticized for it. And, I mean, it did end up working out for her in her favor, I guess. 2001, Don't Say a Word comes out. 2002, 8 Mile comes out, and she stars opposite of Eminem. Fun yep. fact, I've never seen 8 Mile. I haven't seen it all the way through. I've seen the important parts. <laughs> <laughs> she also reportedly dated Eminem for a bit. And the coming year, she started Uptown Girls, just married. She also dated her co-star Ashton Kutcher, Little Black Book, Sin City, and Happy Feet. Mm, fun fact. Uh, in sixth grade, I had a best friend named Raquel. And we used to switch DVDs like, hey, you'd give me this DVD and I give you that DVD. And, you know, uh, Raquel used to want to know more about black culture. And I loved Brittany Murphy. So she let me borrow a little black book and I gave her Medea's family reunion, the play. (laughs) 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 So I just wanted to let (laughs) Nice little story. Also, did you watch the HBO documentary that just came out? You know, it's funny. I've been sick with COVID for a week and I watched almost everything but that. (laughs) Okay. Well, in there, they have this interview playing with Howard Stern. And he's talking to Ashton Kutcher. And it's just so awkward because it was around the time they were dating. He's like, you're dating the fat one from Clueless, the fat one. And it's, uh, it's like, what? How is that her, like, describing factor? I don't get it. He just was trying to make people uncomfortable and try to be funny and shocking. And sometimes it just came off uh, annoying and just trashy. But, you know. I don't uh, know much people, about Howard Stern, but it's always, like, annoying and trashy anytime I hear about him. Well, he's got his niche. And it's a big one because that man gets paid millions each year. I don't understand his appeal either. I've never even... Never mind. I'm a, I can't say what I want to say. But what I will say is that say he's it. been. No, I still change. <laughs> but but I've, I've watched interviews with him. He was even on America's Got Talent for what? I don't know why. But I mean, people like him and they ain't took his ass off air yet, despite how old he looks with that big ass afro on his head. It's not even an afro, <laughs> but it just looks like a fake ass wig afro. I don't know why I just jumped on him, but fuck him for saying that anyway. In 2006, Simon Monjack and Brittany Murphy begin dating. This is also around the time her career starts slowing down. Simon says he was the first to photograph Brittany when she was 17 for Jane Magazine. I didn't see that confirmed, and Simon is known to exaggerate a story. But he said... What were you going to (laughs) say? I was going to say, why would you want that as... I mean, 
you said it wasn't confirmed, but yeah, that's a terrible sound bite to have out. <laughs> yeah, I've known that little girl since she was a crisp 17. Well, he said, quote, she was too young to touch. And to make a long story short, to make a long but story I was short, staring. I was a very patient man. Yeah, so it is a creepy thing to say, but at least he didn't do anything illegal at the time. Sure. In 2007, Brittany and Simon marry, and there are rumors that they got married so fast because Simon's visa is about to expire. But they did remain married until Brittany's passing. I guess I should put it out there. I'm more on the defense for Simon Monjak on today's episode. Not saying that he needs my defense or even deserves it, but I guess to play like the devil's advocate. Oh, so in defense, so people are saying that he must have something to do with it. Yeah. All right. I can't wait to hear this. Brittany had also been engaged twice before. And I mean, it's Hollywood. People get engaged married a lot. So I'm not mm-hmm. really seeing a problem that they got married so fast. Yeah, especially in that time, uh, the 2000s, tons of quickie marriages. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I lost my spot. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> Simon and Brittany were inseparable, and this is what eventually caused her to lose some of her roles. Kathy and Jimmy and other co-workers claimed Simon would drive Brittany to work and wait for her in the parking lot or on set. When it was time for to break for lunch or other breaks, Brittany would go straight to the car and spend time with Simon. Simon would soon start to eclipse everything. They fired her manager, agent, lawyers, everything. If you wanted to talk to Brittany, you had to go through Simon. It's painted a little dangerous. You said what? It sounds a little dangerous. Yeah, it's painted that this was all caused by Simon and he was doing it to gain control of Brittany. Brittany's number changed and she also allegedly didn't have access to her own phone or email. I, okay, so this is from, you know, what people are saying. Brittany obviously is not here to give her side of the story about it. Mm -hmm. But this, I believe this is also the time Sharon, her mother, was struggling through cancer. So maybe that could be why she's withdrawn. It could be. And she just needs the support of her loved one. Yeah. But it also is a, a... outsiders would call jarring because you go from being in and out of other relationships and acting still a certain way to getting into this one relationship and not only changing your whole behavior, but kind of eliminate, eliminate spraying your team. Yeah, I get that too. I'm, I guess I'm trying to defend Simon just because all the, documentaries and things point the finger at him mm-hmm. and probably say says it's it's probably uh it shows like it could be abusive behavior behind it yes but Brittany's not here to confirm that exactly okay i got you on the hbo documentary what happened Brittany murphy they show some behind the scenes footage from the movie across the hall and she's not remembering her lines she seems tired and this is a huge difference from the professional hard-working Brittany. They're saying she would be in a good mood, go off with Simon, come back in a bad mood, and kind of, like, out of it. She's also taking these really long restroom breaks, which no one knows what's going on with that. 
it almost got to the point where they were going to recast. Mm. Around this time, Brittany's weight is dropping even more. Captain and Jimmy says when she saw Brittany Murphy out, her eyes were glazed over and she just seemed out of it. The thing I did like about the documentary was that they had Kathy and Jimmy talking. I don't think she's going to talk bad about Brittany for clout. You nah. know, I don't think she needs it really. Um, I didn't really... real one. <laughs> I, I feel the same. <laughs> she just seems credible. A hundred percent. The movie Abandoned, which ended up being released after Brittany Murphy's death, Simon became Brittany's makeup artist. Some of the pictures online, her makeup and hair does look really bad. What? I'm not. Yeah. Hmm. If like her hair kind of looks like greasy, and there was one of the makeup artists talking on the documentary saying, like, if you see someone, you know, with your eyes, you you can their makeup can look fine, but in the camera, you have to look at through it through the monitor, like you because it like changes some things with the camera. Exactly. Yeah, uh, makeup looks different on camera. Yes. But Simon would not know that because he's not a trained, you know, <laughs> makeup artist. He's just doing yeah. it. Yeah. That uh, yeah, I've never heard of such a thing. That uh, that more than anything is telling me something wasn't right in that camp. Yeah, they was either they was sitting on a secret or something. Why she can't have nobody else outside of you two? I mean, inside uh, outside of you and sharing do anything. Yeah, having to do anything with her. And I do remember her in the last few months before, like she passed, like the photos coming out, and she, I feel like more than any time in her career she was skinniest before she died and it's so creepy on the documentary uh, your favorite person Perez Hilton's on there and Ugh. he's talking about they asked him like randomly who do you think would die or something like that in the next month and he said Brittany Murphy and she did mm. and he just said he like he had no reason to say that and he feels horrible about it now but it was a time where people were like the tabloids were going crazy about it. Yeah. And have have you seen Simon? I've seen what that man looked like. Yes, he okay. He's a bigger guy. He he's people balding. Are thinking, people he's, are like, how are they married? Like it doesn't commute to some people. Yeah. And I have a huge, huge penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I'm sorry. I have a huge issue when women, especially, make their husbands their manager. You hear all the time. I don't think it ever ends up well. But she gave Simon so much power to pretty much do everything in her life. And it's like makeup, too. Yeah. That makeup one is the one that really convinced me something ain't right in the pot. Yeah. I I don't like it. It is said in the HBO doc that people tried to do like an intervention for Brittany and Sharon because they all three were living together, saying Simon's no good, but it it just went in one ear out the other. Like they were not listening to it. Mm. The last the last job Brittany Murphy did was called The Caller. Simon allegedly went to set drunk, which resulted in him being banned and Brittany Murphy leaving after one day of filming. Mm. At the time, it was reported as scheduling issues, which they always give the excuse of. But after her death, the truth came out. Simon claims Brittany didn't like the movie. So Sharon, Brittany, and Simon leave Puerto Rico, where it was being filmed at, and head back home. 
Also, these last three movies I've never heard of, and it is just surprising how she was like the Hollywood it girl one day, and then the next she's doing like these, like <clears throat> no shade to them, but like B. Straight to video. Yeah, it's like B movies no one heard about. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it seems how, it seems like she was never talked about in a bad professional manner throughout her career, but these last few movies that she's in, uh, as her husband has taken over her whole career, she's either not as professional as she was, or she seems lost when the camera's off. Yes, that is true. Could it be because she entrusted him so much and he doesn't know what he's doing that he like, you know, just dropped the ball? Is it something more malicious? Is it because Sharon has cancer? It, it's just a bunch of speculation. Also, I want to note here, Sharon and Simon were feeling sick when they left, and Simon had what they called a minor heart attack on the plane, and Brittany ended up performing CPR, yet they refused to go to the hospital, saying the media would say it's drug-related, and Simon was fine. It doesn't really make sense to me. Like, the media, I guess, would say it's drug-related at first, but if he was having a minor heart attack... Shouldn't he go to the hospital? Like, and then that would clear things up. Yeah, it seems indicative of the whole thing of them just trying to hide something that's going on within their household. Yeah. December 20th, 2009, just a few weeks after leaving Puerto Rico, Brittany Murphy dies. She had been suffering from flu-like symptoms, but did not want to go to the hospital. She passed out and Sharon and Simon put her in a cold shower to try and revive her. She told Sharon, Mom, I'm dying. And when they could not get her to come back, they called 911. Sharon starts to call, which you can hear online saying someone has passed out. She does not, she does sound frantic, but people really fault her here. I know everyone acts different and weird under pressure or grief. So it's really hard to judge her. And I, I just feel like it's nitpicking just because she said someone has passed out instead of like my daughter's passed out. I feel like I don't know. What do you feel about that? Are are people making too much out of that? I don't know. It's weird, though. It's weird, but... I don't think that's like, oh, give her hate. What they do, if anybody deserves to be criticized about something, which I know it doesn't really say much because I know that her mother's dead. Sorry. Her mother's not dead. She ain't died? No, Sharon's still alive. Oh, so it was just her and Simon? Okay, okay, my bad. Anyway, let me go back. If anything, though, still, she should be criticized for the fact that they waited so long to call 911. If y'all were trying to, quote unquote, revive my girl, it shouldn't have been in the shower. And it should have been uh, after y'all called 911 doing that. Not, it's not working in the shower. Let's call 911. Yeah. yeah, I think that should be the big point of criti- criticism. I saw it's reported all over, and this is one of those cases where everything, each article is like copy and pasted of the same thing over and over again. But some of them do say that she had her doctor's appointment ready for the next day. I don't know if it's true or not. It's just something that has been reported. Hmm. But yeah, if she is saying, I'm dying, like get her to the hospital. Yeah, it was bad decision making. Over the phone, Simon is instructed on how to give CPR to Brittany until the paramedics arrive. At first, they feel a very faint pulse and rush her to the hospital, but she does go into cardiac arrest, and at just 32 years old, Brittany Murphy is dead. 
That's hard. Simon tells hospital staff he does not want an autopsy, which is so bizarre to me. At 32 years old, she mysteriously dies, and he does not want an autopsy for answers. Yeah, her more than anybody should be getting an autopsy. Yeah, she's so young. Like, why would you not want it? Mm -hmm. It is reported just a few days after Brittany's death that over 90 prescription bottles were found on Simon's side of the bed. And there were more on Britney's side. The names of the bottles are theirs, but they also have aliases. And it's reported that Sharon is going to different pharmacies to pick up all the pill bottles, like all the prescriptions. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. In the months following, Simon would give a tour of the house, which is kind of in bad taste to see the, like, see the house where Brittany Murphy died. That's 100% in bad taste. That's some disgusting ass shit. But that's where your wife died and not even that long ago. And you're selling yourself and her memory out like that. Yeah. Yeah. That tells me all I defense of who this motherfucker. I'm I'm not defending him. I'm just trying to put both sides out there. Uh, well, I take the side that wanted his ass on a stand. Yeah, I I don't know. The house is really cluttered. Like you can see videos online and it's, I don't want to say hoarding, but it's like a step down from hoarding. Like it's very jam packed with things. Also during the tour, the reporter notices notices both sides of the bed are messed up. And she asks Simon about it. And he tells her sometimes Sharon sneaks in and they comfort each other. Kill me now, no, no, that's nasty. Yeah. That shit is really weird and nasty. Yeah, got your pillows messed up. Yeah, fucking on your wife's mother. Nasty, nasty. Which, he did not say they were having sex, but comforting each other, like, you know, hugging or cuddling. I don't even know what to say. Like, they were both sad. And I... I, I think it crosses a boundary. He should have lied. I would have lied. What, yeah, what like, do you mean? I'm like, I'm a big man. I like to take care of both sides of the bed. I sleep diagonal on my bed. Like, if they said you're both your sides are disheveled, I'd be like, I, I sleep diagonal. What? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Uh-huh. And then she come in here, we comfort. First of all, what else do I gather from that? <laughs> I don't, mom, I'm sorry. Just think, hey, mama. Hey, come into this bed with me. That's not funny. It's gross. I'm sorry. That's just gross. I don't ever think about comforting people horizontally unless <laughs> I'm comforting them horizontally. <laughs> the press around this time are kind of pointing the finger at Simon. All kinds of speculation. Did they kill her for the money? Did they kill her to be together? They release some photos, but people are feeling like they are inappropriate. They seem more like parents grieving their daughter and not like her mother and husband. Mm, yeah, that's not a good look. Yeah, have you seen the photos? No, but I'm about to look it up. <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> just, let's pause for a second while you look yes, those up. Yes, pause for the calls. Let's see. Uh, all right. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh no, this is gross. It's not funny, but it's just so uncomfortable. I just accidentally blew up the picture. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh no, not the one with the picture of Brit. 
yeah, it it's in bad taste. It's inappropriate. It it just looks weird. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put these on the Instagram. Yeah. So they hire a publicist and to put some rumors to rest in January, Sharon and Simon go to Larry King Live. Simon oh no. Simon claims he's a rabbi and they prayed for Brittany, which I've never seen Simon <laughs> being called a rabbi anywhere else. Oh, a rabbi. <laughs> you know what I thought you said? What? I thought you said ride or die and you said it really <laughs> fast. <laughs> he like, he's a ride or die. Like, Simon went on there. He a ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> That's Simon. Oh, my gosh. Okay, rabbi. Yes, Mm -hmm. our rabbi. He prayed over Brittany. Sharon says Brittany told her an hour before she passed out she was dying. And Simon tells her, quote, no, baby, you've forgotten time. I just want to rip the shirt I'm in. (laughs) Simon says he didn't want an autopsy because, quote, this pristine body that was curvy in all the right places and the skin like silk. How could I say in front of her mother? Cut her up. This man was weird. He okay, he was very weird. And to me, it almost seems if it wasn't like so sad and dark that this is like an SNL skit. Like when I was first watching, I'm like, is this real? Like, am I like, what's going on? Mm-mm. first the baby and then the uh, but yeah we know that they was definitely trying to hide something you didn't even want to go to the hospital for a fucking heart attack stroke yeah y'all trying to hide something from the medical profession he asked simon if he's a Svengali, and simon says he could only wish he was a Svengali. and i'm not doing this interview justice if you it's just cringe and it's out there you guys can see it you guys can read the transcripts mm. But yeah, it's, I don't think it helped their image at all. Not at all. And in fact, you want to, well, the thing is they fired everybody. So uh, I was going to say somebody in their camp should have said this was going to be a terrible idea, but they are the camp. You know, they tore the whole camp apart and it seems like they don't even really care about Brittany. If Brittany's gone, and y'all should be uplifting and preserving her memory as she was, which was a, uh, a, a a light and a great actress. Why are y'all doing so much press about you two? You that yeah. hungry for the the media? Y'all y'all need the cameras. You need everybody to see what y'all are doing or who you are. That's yeah. It seems trashy to me and bad taste. And if Brittany Mama's uh, Brittany Murphy's mom's still alive. Trash. I, 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 I'm not going to go that far over my pages on her because there's just not enough that I don't know. It's just poor taste and poor taste. What I put stuff that's nasty in the trash. Yeah. February 2010, the autopsy report comes out and it is determined Brittany Murphy died from pneumonia and anemia. The anemia was caused by a heavy period flow, which I think it's hard for people to believe that a 32-year-old woman would die from that, mm-hmm. which makes it even, what makes it even more sketchy to people is five months after the death of Brittany Murphy, Simon would die in the same house, and his cause of death would also be pneumonia and anemia, Yeah, we... which is really bizarre. I don't think Simon had heavy periods. 
I mean, I've heard about a Hollywood cover up, but who would want to cover up his death? Not I, I don't mean to say that disrespectfully. I just mean to say that he wasn't famous in her same league that Brittany Murphy was famous. So, yeah, I definitely think it's weird. Sharon would be the one calling 911 again, and it would play out the same way with Simon dying. Also, they found Sharon's pills on the side of the bed, the nightstand, alluding to Sharon sleeping on the bed. Mm-hmm. You know she was. You know she was. She was. Something that came out after Simon's death, he had two children that Brittany didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would know that. Brittany Murphy has passed. How do we know what she knew or didn't know? They were probably just trying to paint Simon Moore as this this uh, deceptive, dishonest figure. So seeing as Brittany Murphy can't, like you said, say her side. They and everybody is uh, blaming Simon for her death anyway, no matter what the autopsy is saying. They still want to paint him in a bad light. So uh, we find these two children that you or Brittany never mentioned in all those interviews. We're going to say that she never knew them. They were illegitimate children or whatever the case may be. And you were hiding. You were hiding them from everybody. Yeah. um, One of his exes did claim that Simon faked he had cancer. His mm-hmm. mom is on there on both documentaries I watched, one on ID, one on HBO, um, saying, like, Simon just feared he had cancer. Like, everything they asked his mom, Simon's mom, she has, like, a reasoning for. When they asked her about if he would date Sharon, she said, quote, he loved beautiful women, young, beautiful women. And every woman before has been beautiful. I rest my case. She she said, I rest my case afterwards. Yeah, so. I see so, where your son got that weirdness. Which, I, okay. The I mom, rest my case. Y'all's genes need to be studied. I rest my case. The mom seems like very much in a denial. And I'm not going to hold it against her. It's her son. Like when they say stuff about him, she like, especially the HBO one. Episode two is all about Simon. Like I'm not going to put this all in here because it's, kind of overshadows Brittany. Uh-huh. But if you want to know about more about him, like they really go into like his scheming type of ways. Yeah. I'm gonna try not to be so harsh on these people because you're you you're still grieving and your child is gone. It's yeah. a hard thing to deal with, honestly. I I don't have children, so I don't even know how that would feel. So yeah. And the three years that they were married, Simon went through three million dollars because he was in charge of the money. Mm, three million. I w- um, wish I could taste that. He also bought expensive jewelry jewelry as backup to sell. But when Sharon went to sell the jewelry after he died, it was determined they were all fake diamonds. So okay. where did this money go? Oh, Lord Jesus. And I think they said like... Back on Simon's ass. Yeah. I think they said like stocks and bonds and everything or whatever rich people stuff where they put their money like there was none of that either like he they don't know where the money went it went to his gambling debts i don't know he, <laughs> that, he is, that is alleged you don't know that yeah <laughs> i'm just talking shit on this part but i that's weird you bought a whole bunch of fake jewelry on purpose to sell or you bought a whole bunch of fake jewelry to pose that it was real jewelry for the people who thought it was real jewelry. He bought, I don't know. He bought fake jewelry to 
pose it as real jewelry so he can cover up where the money's going for Brittany and Sharon. Oh, okay. So yeah, that money was just it was he was pissing it away. Also, yeah, if there was nothing to show at the end of it, that stuff went to debts or went to create some debts. And Britney's will, all the money went to Sharon, not Simon. And who was apparently in that Sharon terminal? Simon. I'm going to end this with some theories that are out there and kind of debunk some of them. Because, you know, there's a bunch of conspiracies out there. And maybe it is the simplest answer is the correct answer. It's anemia. Mm-hmm and pneumonia but did they do a toxicology report well you just have to wait a few minutes to find out (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm sorry sir get on the bunk bed debunk the beds there was noticeable mold around the house like they have pictures of it and it's like just this all this blackness around the doorways and Mm. (laughs) and a lot of online sleuths are saying it's you know they died from mold poisoning but that is debunked by them saying mold can be detected in the autopsy. There would be spores in the lungs, which there mm. was not. A toxicology report was not performed on the first autopsy of Brittany Murphy, which is kind of weird that that would not happen. Huh. Her father, Angelo, fought for one. Oh, the mafioso. Mm-hmm. He fought for one, and he actually got one, and they found heavy metals in her hair that could be found in rat poison. The coroner like, det- like she was getting poisoned? That's what, like, it kind of led them to believe. But the coroners determined this was mostly from hair dyes. When Angela wanted to exhume Brittany's, Murphy's body, Sharon said no. She said Angela was just looking for money. Angelo has since passed now, and he went to his grave believing that someone had poisoned Brittany Murphy. Hmm. They just got an answer for everything. Heavy metal, no, it's just the dye. Pneumonia, (laughs) anemia, I don't know. It does sound very, like you said, it might be the simple answer, but they wouldn't live in their life right. Homeland security. So, Brittany Murphy had a friend who had, I don't even understand it, had something going on with Homeland Security where she was like a whistleblower about something. And Brittany and Simon became very paranoid. They had, I believe it said 52 cameras around their house. Mm -hmm. And they would like say like, they would see like a helicopter and be like, you see that? You see that helicopter? Like, you know, thinking it was for them. Which could also be drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just a kind of a conspiracy out there. I saw that they were on a watch list, Brittany and Simon, but I don't know if that's confirmed. I the ones I were seeing were not credible sources, so I'm not even gonna list it. But and plus, wouldn't they want the whistleblower? Yeah, but I guess because. The whistleblower is like kind of a no one, I believe. Like if you have Brittany Murphy talking about it. Mm. Okay. That's just a theory that's out there. The last theory, which I don't, I can't bring myself to believe, is Sharon was behind it all. The theory is that Sharon murdered Brittany Murphy 
to be with Simon. And then for some reason, they had a falling out. Simon was going to tell. She poisoned Simon. After Simon died, they wanted to check the house for mold. And she said no. She said, I'm selling the house anyways. It doesn't matter. She, like, sold her house and moved. And no one can really get in contact with her anymore. Like, they tried to for the documentary. I believe it said they sent her, I think it said a note, like a handwritten note. And she got it, but she did not respond. She did not want to be in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Again, that's a legend. Say nothing, say nothing else crazy on camera. Yeah, but I I don't know. They were so close. Angelo was saying that because they had talked about Brittany Murphy and Simon like having a baby and moving, that Sharon just thought she was going to be left behind. All I know is that with the exception of Brittany Murphy, the mother two motherfuckers was weird. I don't know. Something ain't right. So if something in the milk ain't clean, but I don't think Sharon did kill. I don't think Sharon killed her daughter. I don't either. Um, if anything, I'm still looking at the uh the the deceased Simon sideways. Then how would you explain his death? I think I think every if Simon was still alive and did not die, everyone would say Simon did it. Simon murdered her, but like he said, died too. Yeah, I don't think he murdered her, but what I do think is, like I said, they were not living right, or he was influencing her heavy. She was doomed to follow him once he got into her head. I don't know, because it's hard to put your, put blame on deceased people, but it just don't seem right. Uh, whatever they were doing obviously led to her uh, demise, and they continued to do it because it eventually led to his demise and they died from the same exact thing. So I think they both were just not on the up and up and Sharon apparently pulled her ass out of the fire and she's still alive and with us. Yeah. And there was, because a lot of people at first did think that she died from an overdose. There was prescription medicine in her system, but I don't think it would like she did not have an overdose. Yeah, if she's if it didn't come back that she had an overdose, she probably didn't have an overdose. But uh, definitely, I think something was happening. That's just so weird to me how all that, all those, the sequence of events from less, I guess, from their marriage onto her death, it seems so out of the ordinary. How everything just kind of happened. I just find it really sad. I feel like Brittany Murphy, her whole life was working to become this celebrity this star this wonderful actress and she got it for just such a short period and i mean died at 32 like that is really young yeah like you said she's not really no more over her acting roles it is more about the mystery of how she died it it does overshadow it and i don't like you know her career was played with tabloids and I feel like her death is kind of played with tabloids as well and that's why I felt torn about doing this episode once I started like doing the research for it more and more I think I I don't know I guess listeners tell us what you think like should we cover these type of episodes yay no more death dying and stuff I get it it does seem a little depressing yeah 
But yeah, yeah, I didn't know a lot of this stuff, but definitely I, I don't like that he is so much a part of her legacy when he wasn't even there during her brightest points. And he definitely, like, honestly, I I was, I don't want to say I was soft on him because I did put information in here, but if you watch the HBO documentary or the ID documentary, ID Discovery, you... There's just so much more. Like, he would try to take credit for everything, saying, oh, yeah, I did makeup on her biggest movies. It's like, no, you didn't. You did makeup for one movie. And, you Mm. know, he would exaggerate a lot. He exaggerated a lot. He, But then just because he might be, like, a horrible person or awkward or creepy or Svengali, does that mean he murdered her? And I feel like that's his legacy, too. Like, he's a murderer, and I don't think that's fair. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's not fair to him and his family. You're you're correct. He was weird, though. He he uh, he was weird. Do I? But think- yeah, and I think that's the unfortunate part. Is that sometimes when you start when you start doing some weird, I don't know though. It's not fair. Yeah, it's not I mean, fair. Yeah, I was going to stop there. It's not fair. You're right. but It's it's not fair to anyone in the situation. It's not fair to Brittany Murphy, who yeah. died so young. I mean, Simon was older, but he died young, too. They, but something was going on. I'm sorry. That's just, okay. Just because something was going on, maybe they were, you know, just pill poppers. Like, let's just put it crass like that. Like, they were just pill poppers, and that weakened their immune system that they could die from a pneumonia. Like, could it be that? But, you know, life ain't fair. So I'm going to just call it as it is. I mean, he put this stuff out in the press. So did Sharon. You only get. I mean, I can only I can only put what I see. On, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me show. <laughs> no, go ahead. I feel like you, you have something to say and you're holding back. A little because what I, I don't like to, you know, shit on people. Not really. I just. Just I just respond to what you be telling me. But these people are humans and I, I don't like to go too far. But it's so weird. They were doing this weird, uh, inappropriate, import taste things. And so, yes, unfortunately, when somebody dies under so much mystery and y'all start doing some weird, questionable stuff, your legacy are your last words. It's what you leave the earth with. So the people... Yes, we're sensationalizing things, of course, so they could, uh, you know, pass their own agenda of selling things or getting more clicks on whatever blog or website. But they were working with the material that was given. Y'all were sleeping in the same bed after your daughter and wife passed. Y'all had a lot of prescription drugs. Y'all tried to hide a lot of medical things from not not the world because you don't have to tell everybody but you y- y'all were just moving suspectedly when all this stuff was happening so i mean people were just you know uh stretching or working with whatever truth you gave them so yeah i don't it, it's not fair to them and they sh- and he shouldn't be known as like a would-be murderer and she shouldn't be known as a would-be uh drug abuser or you know whatever they are unfortunately trying to label Brittany murphy as but it is what it was the impression that these both that both of these people left the earth with. It's the impression that they left. Yeah, I 
I think, if anything, just try to remember how great of an actress she was. Try to appreciate her movies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. That's why I, I'm just so torn about report reporting <laughs> reporting on this as Jose. But no, that's why you don't want to be just another person uh, subjecting her to just this. Yeah, like I it like we diminishes both do like Britney. Yeah, it diminishes her role, her movie roles. It diminishes her life work, and I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, she was like just an actress or whatever, but. I mean, that was a career she worked hard for. Mm-hmm. And she, and I don't know about you, but people, actresses, singers, and things, they they mean things to me in different ways. Like, I'm not a, I, I we say we're stands of people, but, you know, we're reasonable people. We're not crazy. We don't let it overtake us. But the people who we admire and that we listen and watch to, they hold places in our hearts. And so we also try to uh, talk with them with the utmost respect of how we feel about them. Yeah. Like I, I guess I was, I feel like when people talk about Brittany Murphy and talk about her death and they kind of forget, like she was a human being, Sharon's a human being. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's such a horrible thing to happen. Yeah. I think that's where we're going to leave it with Brittany Murphy. Um, Do you have anything else to add before we wrap that up? No, <laughs> no, that was, uh, this, this was, uh, this was an, uh, this was an episode. <laughs> we do like to end every episode on a positive note though, with some form of media that we like, that we enjoy, that we want to recommend, that we want to talk about. Mm. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I do. Cause I don't know mine. Mm. Okay. 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 So obviously we didn't do a show last week, and uh, the week before is when I mentioned I was uh standing somebody, and a uh, friend of the podcast Jacob from the Hits Don't Lie podcast that Jose had shouted out a few episodes, uh, basically reminded me that I better remember and say this artist, <laughs> uh, and then Jose uh was uh texting me saying bitch i bet you've never gonna remember in your life i did. <laughs> i'm actually surprised you did remember uh, i made an alarm i was not playing around because i was not gonna let this artist become jennifer lewis <laughs> well i was listening back on a few episodes and like sometimes you'd be like oh i have a book to talk about next time and then the next time you don't talk about yes, a book. like 100 <laughs> and there's two books i've been wanting to mention but i'm still not gonna mention them because i it, i know when i do that media is going to be long so uh, I have to write it out okay. uh, but anyway uh, so the artist I want to talk about okay I think is you pronounce her name Nao it's N-A-O Mayo I said Nao oh. N-A-O it's a black woman don't you ever call her Mayo calling <laughs> 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 oh, my girl some Mayo god damn she ain't the, the she ain't got the tangy zip of Miracle Whip that's how you said it I think her name is Mayo <laughs> I but, said Nao okay, because okay. I keep calling it now and it's not pronounced like that. Okay, it's N-A-O. N-A-O. Huh. But um, the first time I ever heard about this woman was at least 
four and a half, five, no, probably five years ago, I was working at the bookstore. If you remember me having that trash job, making, I was making criminal wages. Uh, <laughs> and the first song I ever heard by her was Bad Blood. And that's a great song. But yeah, by Taylor Swift. I love it. First of all, don't you ever disrespect <laughs> my queen with these other songs. <laughs> okay, so not Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Um, no, no. It's her own version. Is she like pop? Is she R&B? Is, what is, I, what is I she? I would say What's she's like style? a... I'd say R&B, maybe soul. She can have some funky pop hits sometimes, I guess. She has a different type of sound, but mainly it's an R&B sound. But um, the best song, I would say her first album is the best thing that you could hear from her. And a lot of my favorite artists become my favorite artists off of their first album, like Alicia Keys, um, Adele. Um, who was the third one I'm thinking of? Maybe even Rihanna, which is very poppy, but, you know, I was young, so it's what I needed. But uh, her first album, For All We Know, she has a ton of great uh, songs, but the best two songs that I ever heard from her were uh, on this album, and it's Adore You, which I play all the time. And then recently, I decided to binge her music again, and I started from this album beginning to end. And I found another song I had never really paid attention to, but is great as well, called In the Morning. And she just has a great tone and voice. And it sounds like, I don't want to say it's a baby voice, but she has this like really high regular voice, but then she gets into these deep registers and all this. She has, I hate mashups, but she has the one few mash uh, mashup I like, which is her song Adore You with Location uh, by Khalid or Khalid. Um, that's a great uh, mashup. And she has a Tiny Desk concert uh, video. Ooh, I gotta watch it then. I yes. feel like this is your first... <laughs> this sounds bad. This is your first recommendation I'm actually going to listen to. You Here's the thing though, right? <laughs> I recommend you a lot of stuff that you end up liking and either never give me credit for, or you just be like, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be good because you said it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I be treating your your recommendations the same way. (laughs) Like, I feel if we don't (laughs) like it both independently, then... (laughs) That is kind of true. Yeah, but I we like a lot of similar things. I don't know why I don't listen to you. Yes, and uh, just so I can say this on tape, I'm the one who got Jose into Erica Badu. Jose didn't know that is not true. You did not know. More like Erica Badu. Don't don't you even go there. (laughs) You was not all the way into Erica Badu until we went to college together. You wasn't all the way in. Sensitive about my shit. Like don't even. I mean, I entered, I opened the door. I took your coat, hung it on the hook for your ass. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There you go. I, <laughs> I feel like it, it was a long pause because you were trying to, you was going to say, I'm going to edit that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not because I just want to let people listen to you stealing my, I introduced you. Don't you fucking dare tell anybody you introduced this black woman to Eric Kabadu <laughs> when I got my black ass mama in this house. <laughs> I, oh my goodness, how dare you? 
<laughs> hey, that's like me saying, yeah, and I made sure that I introduced you to Selena. Well, okay. That's different, though. <laughs> Selena is different. Is it? Yes. Yes, because I also introduced you to her, too. <laughs> you did not? <laughs> I grew up listening to Selena and Erica Baldu. Those two together. No, <laughs> All right, all right. We After Bitty Bitty Bomb I was listening to. <laughs> Bag <laughs> Lady? Yeah. That was the first, Erica, it wasn't Baduism. The first album I ever heard was Mama's Gun. Yeah. I think and that's too. And that's the, a great one to start with. Yeah. All right. Well, your, your turn, sir. Okay. Well, I'll give you credit for this one since we're on Erica Badu. I guess I'll do another Erica Badu. Oh, yes. Because then I'm going to go right after you. <laughs> huh? I said nothing. Even though I've already mentioned her before, I think on a previous episode. But my love for Erica Baldu runs deep. 100%. And one thing, I'm pretty sure you showed me, but I'm going to take credit. And I showed you. Um, when she <laughs> recites her poetry, friends, fans, and artists must meet. Don't you fucking do <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, we'll finish, finish. Okay. You can find it on YouTube, and it's such a great poem. She starts it off about how her fans would talk about her, and then she talks, the poem goes into how her friends would talk about her, and then she says how her, the artist, sees it. And I guess that's how you can really break it down. Like, yeah, <laughs> that is how it is. It. Um, exactly it's really good like you know the fans defend her the friends kind of talk shit about her and the artists are just like trying to tell her side of the story and it's one of my favorite poems and she actually uses some of it in the song liberation where outcast CeeLo green mm-hmm. yeah that's how deep my love for Erica Badu goes. I've already mentioned her twice on this podcast. Whatever. I mentioned her <laughs> offhandly a lot. But yeah, we watched that video. I introduced you. Uh, but we watched that video a ton of times, I remember. You probably watched it a lot more on your own. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I used to watch the Soul Train uh, thing of hers a lot. And then I, we started. I started watching her videos more. Yeah, after I showed you them. Shut up. Best deep cut of Erica Badu is drama. Speaking of tiny dust, I love the tiny dust of green eyes. Oh my gosh, the yes, the whole thing is great. I you know what I really like about Erica Badu is that both her album versions are great and then sometimes she completely changes it live or she does just enough of a change during live where it's still it's still different but it's still great yeah she's one of of the few people i think that can do that a lot of people when they start remixing their shit when they're performing it live i'd be like okay time to research album version i ain't trying to hear this shit but she's great i feel like I haven't listened to Erica Badu in a while. Like, of course, I've listened to, like, her hits, but I, you know, sometimes that was all I listened to was Erica Badu. Mm, that's a shame. I can listen to her every day. Now, that doesn't sound like a real <laughs> fan. I, don't, I sound like an impasta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm just gonna make an Erica Badu podcast to spite you, I guess. Don't you dare! I'll, <laughs> I'll jump on it so fast. You like? How did you enter this call? Don't worry about that. <laughs> but we must end this now. If you like this episode, please give us five stars. If you did not like this episode, just give us five stars, anyways. Be nice. Um, but please do reach out if you like the celebrity deaths. I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. I. There's some dice still want to cover, like Selena is a good one. Mm. Yeah, me too. Insert dead celebrity name. Or like Michael I, Jackson I kind of too, but I feel like he has his own thing. Whitney yeah. Houston would be a good one. Oh, don't even get me started. I I call, I had a feeling. I, I listened to Whitney Houston all day, the day before she died for no reason at all. And then I... It, it, I'm just saying that was weird to me. Shut up! I did the same thing with Eric, not Eric, with Amy What'd Winehouse. You, what'd you say? I'm just, <laughs> with Amy oh, Winehouse. Yes. Real quick, you know what? And I'm. I know we are off media, but you know what? Amy Winehouse song people don't talk about enough, but it was when I was. Everybody talks about Valerie. Back to block. No, you know Wake that I'm no good. Shut and up. that and that song makes me think of you for some reason. Because I'm no good. That that is that, one of my theme songs. Yeah, I definitely think that's the reason why I think about it. <laughs> you when I hear it. Wake up alone. I really love that song too. Halftime is a good one too. Okay, I'm gonna go listen to some Erica Badu, some Amy Winehouse, and some what's her name? Mayo. 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 Listen to Nao now. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever way it's pronounced. I, I'm kind of excited to listen to her. Um, but we do have to end it now. All right. For real, for real. Give us five stars. Leave us a rating. You can leave ratings on Good Pods, which is kind of cool, on Apple, all that fun stuff. Um, email us. Shout out email to us. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Number one fan. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, go to our Twitter, Save Your Sorry Twitter at Save Your Sorry. So that's at Save Your Spout. You are sorry, and then Instagram at Save Your Sorry Spout. Just like the podcast. If you want to give us a dollar or two, that is Save Your Sorry Cash App. So dollar sign Save Your Sorry. I think that's all of them. They will be in the show notes, so you can just look down below. Mm-hmm. That is all. It's been wonderful. Bye bye. Adios. <laughs> Not you saying adios. <laughs>